0: final furlong podcast is brought to you in association with at the the ultimate resource for racing fans thank you for downloading the final furlong podcast i'm Emmett kennedy alongside at the races and sky sports racing pundit and occasional presenter mr kevin blake hello getting it in before at the races pundit mr declan ricks Hello! I think your hello was bigger, uh, so you get to go first next time, Rixie. Uh, thank you so much for all the you know entries. You say about imitation. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest form of flattery. Um, thank you so much to all the entrants to our competition. Kevin, I know that you have been looking back on days gone by of the Final <laughs> Parlam podcast, so you can choose the two winners. But before I announce that, I have a big announcement to make we had the meeting today with the corporate head office it is confirmed it is on the At The Races Cheltenham Festival preview night is back and having long deliberated about where we will go we have decided racing's coming home we're heading back to the GOAT on the 5th of March ticket details and information to be announced panel to be announced as well but I can assure you one thing Kevin Blake will be there and I will be too um, so let's get to the weekend preview as we go to Cheltenham uh, as the build up continues the Cleve hurdle 335 Paisley Park has definitely come into the picture for the Cheltenham Festival uh, and this is going to be a huge test for him um, for Aidan Coleman and Emma Lavelle her first grade one 7-2 uh, to two, Black Op back over hurdles at four to one midnight shadow four to one or petit soit, very impressive last time out in handicap company seven to one and then the old boy you know what i mean harry for barry garrity eight to one declan who are you favoring in the market here and do you see any point in getting involved in the anti-post market for cheltenham for the stairs hurdle right now
1: um no definitely not i think of, of all the races at cheltenham especially the championship races, the uh the stairs Hurdle at the moment is probably the worst race to have a bet in. Uh, we've got all those failed chasers coming back, and it seems like there's it seems like there's been more horses added to that list every week. So, no, I wouldn't be thinking long term yet with this race. Think it's probably hopefully going to pay to concentrate just on the on the race on Saturday. So we, we'll uh, we'll see how we how that plays out.
0: Okay, well, with that in mind, then this is a really interesting race. Like, I thought Opetti Soir was very good the last day, and they were talking about immediately that the dream is the Stairs Hurdle and whether or not they'd go for another run. But Paisley Park is young and progressive. Black Op is always the people had a lot of expectations of. Same thing for Sue Smith's horse. So who have you come down it with?
1: I have come down on the Tizard horse West approach being being the value play just because he's getting weight. I think he's he's one of the only horses, um, himself and our petty swan, to kind of the horses that you'd fancy in the race that are are going to carry 11 stone. West Approach was beaten two lengths by Paisley Park at Ascot the last day, and he's got a six-pound pull, but he is nearly three times the price. That doesn't make sense to me. So I think he's going to be the value play, um, in this race, I think Opetti Swan maybe has to improve. Maybe another, oh, I don't know, maybe another five, six pounds. He could well do. He's very lightly raced, nine-year-old. Um, but I just think kind of the value bet. I think Western Approach is is the one to go with here. But it's it's a good race. You know, you've got Black Up coming back here. Chasing hasn't worked out for him. He looks a big, old, clumsy horse who doesn't lift his front legs so I think this is going to be a good move for him Holestone, I w- was interesting for me but he's just he's going to have to try and give six pounds to the Tizzard horse I thought that was going to be too much then also you've got you know what I mean Harry, Sam, Spinner Paisley Park Midnight Shadow Little Rockefeller and Agri Park it's a good race of those to the front of the market I'd probably be against Midnight Shadow I think he's probably going to be favoured or second favourite just because I'm not sure this test is going to suit him. He's a horse who really, really tacks onto the bridle, takes a grip. Um, if he does stay, uh, he is a massive, massive, massive player in the, in the stairs hurdle because he's a very, very, very likeable horse. He jumps well, um, nice aggressive hurdler, travels well and finds for pressure. But that kind of profile is probably not one that you want for this race. So at the prices, I think he's around 10 to 1 there at the moment. Uh, I'd probably have a little... I'd rather back West approach... Each way at about tens, then back any the horses to the front of the market straight with a penalty.
0: I like a lot of that, Rixie, and we didn't even get a mention of Rixie ratings either for free promotional no, value.
1: The, 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 that those two words are banned. Are <laughs> <laughs> banned.
0: The amount of we tweets, you, Rixie. the we amount you. of tweets that Rixie's been getting about Rix ratings is absolutely they've discon- unreal. They've
1: been discontinued, and I'm leaving the game. I'm just sick of it. <laughs> we, bu- we bullied you clean out of it. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, as stop. long as you don't, don't start, I, as long as you don't start a Twitter tw- thread where you say that you've got the word from Nevada, the lads in Nevada <laughs> have told you, and that you're going to refund. No. Screen grab the bet, and they'll refund the money. What an absolute go-to. Um Kevin, this is <laughs> this is an interesting race. Rixie kind of sounds a little bit like old Irish grumpy pundit Eamon Dunphy there. Ah, f- bunch of fail chasers. Like, little Rockefeller, Thomas Campbell, Argapart Sam Spinner. Oh, where did it all go wrong? Uh, he's right. Like, there are an awful lot of horses who try their hands at different disciplines or were thought very highly of at one stage and haven't quite got there. And then you've got these interesting horses towards the top of the market. What's your view on it?
2: I'm sure, look, we're going into this race with the same sort of attitude that we've had going into most of the the graded staying hurdles all season. The division is wide open. There's no great depth to it. And we're hoping and praying that something comes up and slaps us across the face and says, hi-ho, Silver, I am a Stayer's hurdle winner. And this race could potentially produce that. Uh, I suppose the first one I deal with is Midnight Shadow. Rixie has mentioned has surmised him fairly well lovely horse and um, has taken two big big steps forward in his last uh, two starts over, since up to two and a half miles um, but the thing is and you get the impression looking at what, what Sue Smith has been saying about him the owners really want to run at Cheltenham and they don't think he's quick enough to to win a champion hurdle or go close in the champion hurdle so now they're going to try their hand um, over three miles and see can they make him a stairs hurdle horse and if you watched his, his couple of goals at two and a half, if you're being hard you know, if you're being hard headed about it, I think the last thing you'd want to do is step him up to three miles. He might well stay, but gee, he didn't look to me like a horse that I wanted three miles last time and a and a good stiff three miles as well here in the Cleve hurdle. Um lovely, lovely goer. Go takes an enthusiastic grip, jumps well. Um, made his headway very smooth last time, and the, the the real keel, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, News day. And, and, and put the race to bed very nicely. Looked a lovely horse, an improved horse. But I would be very afraid of the trip if he does uh, defy the impression that he's given to me at least so far and stay this trip. He could be the one. He could be the the stairs hurdle horse that we've been crying out for. But I would just be very skeptical about getting this distance. Um, so the one I would focus on is Paisley Park. And look, Rixie makes a, a very fair point about West's approach. Um, at, at these revised weights, West approach uh, could, should reverse the form. But my hope is that Paisley Park is, is just going forward enough to defy um, being worse off at the weights here. Uh, he he's transformed this this season. To be fair to him, he made a very promising start last season. Didn't quite carry it through um, to the back end of the campaign. It was very disappointing in the Albert Bartlett when perhaps the first time Visor just didn't agree with him because he didn't shape. He didn't really go a yard that day. Um, it, it's readily excusable. But since he's come back, he's been very good. Um, his last two starts over three miles have been impressive. Um, and he's just—he's just, he's just kind of what you want in a stairs hurdle horse. He just lope[s] along there. He's, hes just a grand jumper. No better than that. Lope[s] along, settles away, and I, I get the impression he only does enough. So while West Approach is—is is a nice bit better off with him here, I'd be hopeful that when it really comes down to it, that Paisley Park would have a bit more under the bonnet. And um, you know, whichever way the ground turns up, I don't think he'll be too fussed. And I'd just be hopeful that he'll go and win this because if he can win this um, under his penalty, um, that, that puts kind of puts him front and centre for the stairs, hurdle, really, doesn't
1: it? Absolutely. A,
2: as we've discussed before, there, there's plenty of holes amongst those at the top end of the market. Penhill will go there fresh, uh, which isn't really ideal. Super Sunday, never convinced by him. Apples Jade probably won't run. Um, Midnight Shadow uh, question marks have already been, been laid out. Uh, yo, so it's just, and then you get to Paisley Park. So, I'm hoping that he'll be able to really announce himself on the scene now. He's halfway through the door, and I just want to see him burst his shoulder through, to, through the, the swinging door now and really announce himself, uh, to, to be what I hope he is and that a, a very serious stairs hurdle contender. Um, he'd be my selection. And, and some of the old boys in there, you know, the likes of you know what I mean, Harry, who kind of fell from out of the blue last time, you know, I, I consider him a you know still a reasonably solid proposition despite his advancing years i'd love to see him get back get back on uh, get back on, on board the train now and run a, a solid race but Paisley Park for the win will be the one for me okay
0: and I am fully in agreement with you Kev um, as interesting as Rixie's points were I think the 7-2 to two that's widely available at Paisley Park is fair A first ever grade 1 winner for Emma Lavelle and if you want to back him to win a grade 1 for her at the festival you can get a top price of 12-1 to 1 with two very respectable firms most of them ducking him at 10s we'll move on to the A very interesting renewal, I think, of the Cotswold chase, to say the least. We've got Frodon going up in trip for Briny Frost and Paul Nichols. Elegant Escape, who's obviously been uh, a revelation this season, second in the Hennessy, winner of the Welsh National last time out. But Manila Rocco, he's back, Kevin. He's actually here. But Richie McLernan rides and not Barry Garrity. And it's his first run after a wind-up, been off for a year. Uh, and finally comes back. Is it too late for him to fulfill his potential? Is this just a case of get him to the Grand National?
2: I might say the Grand National would be the ultimate destination. Look, he's only nine. He's only nine. It seems like he's been around for a long time, Um, but he's only nine. The miles, um, he doesn't have huge miles on the clock, so there's no reason why he couldn't kick on again you know the the ability is all there we know from his got to two years ago now that he, he ran that exceptional race to finish second in the gold cup and um, he's a horse you'd love to see get to the entry Grand national because the handicapper has been pretty generous with him you'd have to say he went up to 165 after that run in the gold cup he's back to 155 now um having run you know very very well in um in a Sound Christmas chase just a year ago so yeah look I wouldn't like to rule him out you would imagine the, the main goal here is just to get him out he's missed he's missed an engagement there um, earlier this season I'd say he hasn't been straightforward but I'd say just get him back going here give him a spin around and uh, let him enjoy himself he's had a wind up um, I wouldn't be putting him forward as a as a bet here by any stretch of the imagination. But I tell you, this is a really fascinating race.
0: Yeah.
2: And we've seen we've seen higher class editions of it, but we'll learn plenty from this, I think. And um, we'll start with on the fav. Um, I'd be against them here. Uh, simply more so than anything else about the trip. Um, I think a, a really positive ride over two and a half has shown into really good effect and he's come up short when he's raced over three miles in the past I know he ran very well on one occasion at Ascot but every time he's run over three miles he's got to the front going well and just hasn't seen it out and as we've talked about before over the years in the context of this race this is an extreme test of stamina it's just it's a little bit less a little bit um, a little bit more than half a furlong less than the shorter than the Gold Cup uh, and I don't think there'll be any great hiding place here in terms of the pace of the race. And I just think that'll be too much for Frodon. Um, this isn't a, a tip-top renewal of this. You won't need to be a Gold Cup horse to win this. I don't think there's. It's an interesting mix of, of horses like himself who have, you know, fared very very well in handicap company of late and are now making that step up. Um, but the, the point we made at the time of his after his last win is that. Personally, I'm, I'm very cautious of uh, of assuming that these horses that can win high-class handicaps of big weights will automatically make the transition because he's rated 169 now, and that he should win. He should win most grade twos, but I just don't know about those ratings. I, I think we, I won't repeat myself again from previous weeks, but in a nutshell, I think that the population of horses, uh, the population of 140-plus horses has become really inflated in Great Britain and Ireland in the last 10 years, 15 years. And the the very tip, the very ceiling of the population hasn't really moved. So I think it's much easier for, for these higher weighted horses to, to win these handicaps than it was in the past. And it can just flatter them a little bit. So I, I would be cautious of, of expecting him to reproduce or to run to a rating of 169. In graded company but I suppose what, what's interesting about this is that most of his opposition here have similar profiles I suppose the exception being terrafort but it, it's a super interesting race and I'm I'm struggling to be really bullish about one I, I'm down to Nicky Henderson's two I think but uh, I'm still mulling it over as to which one to, to nail my colors to the mast of. but my main headline here is I'd be against Frodon at the top of the market.
0: Well, let's bring in Rick's ratings and see if he can get you off the fence and decide which of the two to be with. So Paul Nichols had said after that sensational performance in Handicap Company last time out that the Ryanair chase would be the ultimate aim for Frodon, but there would be working back from that race. So you could think that he might actually need this Um, And in that sense, then, the point that Kevin's making about him being a 9-4 favourite with the stamina doubts, even though it's a track he loves, very much comes into play and makes this a much more interesting betting heat. So how do you see it going, Declan?
1: Yeah, look, I think this is a very, very tough race to get a handle on. I'll be honest now, it's probably not a race that I'll be having a bet in. You've got a couple of lurkers in there, you know. I think Kevin covered up Manella uh pretty well there. You know he's going to be getting weight a lot of, uh, for, off a lot of these, but he's got the outstanding piece of form in here over a staying trip with that second to Size so John in the Gold Cup two two years ago. You know if, if the market spoke for him, uh, which would probably happen maybe late in the day. You know the cats really amongst the pigeons there now because. You know, there's a lot of kind of up and comers in here, but if he's back to his best, he, he could win getting all that weight. Uh, I totally agree with Kev as well in terms of talking about fraud. On, you know, the, it it has to be it has to be a worry, uh, but kind of maybe not totally agree. But the other thing with him, Kev, you know, with a couple of times when he did run over three, he looks a different horse this year, doesn't he? He just he looks like he's gone to another level again. And he's, Does he? I think he does. I think he's improved this year. I
2: don't know. i think what he did in the the big handicap at Cheltenham last season was probably, you know, I know he heavy ground that he won by a long way, and that's not necessarily always reflective. But you know that was a, a brilliant handicap performance. You know, up there with what he did last time. I I thought um, fair but, enough. But I don't know. He's a, he's a funny type of horse. Like he seems. And, hey, I will not knock Frodon. He's a likable really really likeable horse but oh, I don't know I think I think one or two things here what do you do with it how do you ride him because we've seen Brian DeFrost it seemed to be really suit him last time to be ridden very aggressively no yeah. messing about positive into every fence that seems to suit the horse best do you do that again assuming he stays and either he will or he won't or do you try and conserve him with a, with a view to preserving his stamina, kind uh, of, it's tough. Now I, I just don't fancy he'll stay either way, to be honest. But well, I don't know. How would you ride him, Rixie? If you're, if you're the man on top? <laughs> uh,
1: um, uh, yeah, it's hard. Look, I, I, don't think he can, can change it. But I kind of, you know, with a front runner, I think the main thing is always to set even fractions to give the horse the, the best chance. Um, it, it's got to be even in whatever way. I suppose the way I'd ride it is you know maybe go a little bit hard quicker and, and steady it up and then probably you know, just try and quicken at the end coming down the hill and try and catch a few stairs on the hop but you know it's easier said than done um, i don't know for me i i'd be pretty confident that frodon is is a better horse this year and he's stronger and that might allow him to stay the trip you know so i don't know it's tough you know elegant escape i think is is not as good as frodon but he's the guaranteed stamina horse and he's getting two pounds off it. And then you've got Voltour, who was absolutely dynamite in, the, in an Ascot handicap um, 35 days ago. He was a nine year old, and it looked, you know, I was kind of looking at the at the race card going, geez, I hope this is a horse of six or seven years, we could have a star. And I looked at it, he was nine. So that was a bit sickening. You know, then Black Corton's another likeable type who's going to stay, Terra we don't know what way he's going to come back I suppose the market will tell us he started his, his season very very disappointingly behind Elegant Escape and then you know you've got Manella Rocco you know Alison Montur you're going to find it hard to see him winning and then American you know he's a horse who is very very hit and miss who he would look beaten after a couple of fences in the, the Ladbrooks Trophy formerly the Hennessy Emmett Good man so um, yeah look I think this is a very 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 tricky race and it's probably one I'd watch if you know i think if the market spoke for manella rocco i think he's tens now at the moment you know if he maybe went into about sevens or that that's maybe a, i'd i'd have a small bet on him if people were look, looking for a bet but to be honest i think this is definitely more more of a, a race to watch
2: yeah this is so with, this- with
1: elegant escape
2: Rixie um yeah. he he obviously did what he did last time the welsh national but Back in circumstances closer to this, we'll say, in the RSA last year, he would look slow. Yeah. I know he's not meeting or presenting Percy on Saturday, but gee, he he was given a good positive ride. And he got badly outpaced. Yeah. You and know, he, he's back He's back in similar circumstances here in terms of course and distance. And ha- has he got faster in the, in the last whatever it is, 10 I months? don't know.
1: I, I think maybe... <sighs> I think he had a, he, he had a couple of hard races up until then. He had an absolute grueler behind Black Corton in, uh, in the in the in the Feltom at Kempton, uh, and then he went to Exeter and he went on heavy ground. I don't think he was at his very best, and I don't think he was at his very best today. Entry, so I'm wondering if he was feeling the effects of a of a, of a little bit of a long season. Uh, another point on that I'd make is I like I continually make is. I, the old course and the new course at Shelton are absolute chalk and cheese completely different if you, yeah if you if you I'm, I'm sure Emmett's going to mention the time you walked around it there with the ITV lads or something is he <laughs> 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 uh, i'm only pulling i'm only pulling your leg kennedy that's it that's, that's, uh, that's one all that's one all look you boys know i've actually i've, ne- I've never had a chance to, to walk at uh, the two courses you you boys will know it, it's chalk and cheese and if you got those kind of stairs you know the the new course is just so much better suited to them they kind of get it's more galloping and it's a it's a a longer straight and a, a more of a test of stamina, so I think that could help him as well. But then again, with Elegant Escape, you know, Kev does make a fair point as he got quicker. You know, he's going to be running on faster ground over a shorter trip up in class. So, look, this is a very, very tough race to get a, a handle with. Um, for me, I will, I will definitely be sitting it out.
2: Just, I'll tell you, there's, a, there's another interesting point here in terms of the jockey bookings because the, the there's been a dummy thrown here by the Henderson team <laughs> that will have caught a few people out this morning. Um, because the, there was jockeys jocked up this morning on the two the two uh, manure and suede horses uh, Swede I should say and uh, initially Daryl Jacob was on Valtor mm. and uh, and James Bowen was on Terrafor but I'm looking to hear they've actually switched yep uh, during, yeah. during the course of the day which is interesting and look I'm probably leaning towards Terrafor just because with Valtor look he was super impressive the last day but Jesus, you know, your, your inclination is, is not to quite believe it. He's 10. He, he's had a million yeah. runs in France. A million runs. And he's, <laughs> and he's never looked a, a star. Like, I think he, he might have won a grade three over there by, by by a long way, you know, over two years ago and looked a potentially nice horse. But he hadn't done it since. And he's come over. And look, maybe he's just improved for Nicky. Maybe he's improved for the different fences, the different pace for race. But... Like he's beaten the a horse there in Benetar, and Benatar shaped second best on the day. He's ended up finishing third. Benetar wouldn't get three miles in a horse box for me. Mm. Um, you know, I just wonder about that. And you're you're taking a fair leap now to to assume he'll reproduce it. Maybe he will. And one thing he'll do is he'll stay. You know, he's run over Marathon trips in trips in France, so stamina won't be a problem. Whatever the ground, whichever way the ground comes up won't be a problem. But most of these are handicappers coming up but the fact that Daryl is now seemingly switched back to Terrafor would probably make me lean towards him just because he's a grade one horse or he certainly was as a novice and last time was just too bad to be true he's come back sore Um, normally a very reliable jumper didn't jump well that day I'm assuming the jumping was related to whatever was physically wrong with him he was found to be wrong with him afterwards and um, look, his form is very solid. He he smashed up Elegant Escape before, and I'd just be hopeful he'd make the transition. He proved the stamina at Aintree that time, and um, he does have plenty of class. Um, you know, his form looks it has a bit of a more probably has a better shine on it now than it did at the end of last season. He beat um, he beat surname in the the City Isles uh, earlier in the season as well. So I I just take my chance that he could make the transition he's coming here fresh horse clearly has had his problems as well but if daryl does end up riding and that's a big endorsement for his condition and how forward to think he is and um in a race now like Rixie says we, we've probably spent way too long talking about it for a race that that is very very tricky and it will be hard to be bullish about either way but Terrafor would probably be the the tentative selection for me
0: well in some ways this sums up the current state of the gold cup and we've obviously seen presenting Percy, as we record today on Thursday, come out and win over hurdles. But the current state of the Gold Cup and Ryanair markets, which you would imagine will be affected by this outcome, because Prodon is meant to go for the Ryanair. This is over three miles, one furlong. If he does do what Rixia said, and I would lean with Rixia, I think he is a better horse this year. If he wins, does that mean he becomes a Gold Cup horse, or did they go back to the Ryanair? Like, is he running here because this suits his prep and therefore they won't mind him finishing second or third? Um, With regard to Terrafort, they backed the ears off him for the JLT when Shadow of Love beat him. There was huge confidence in him that day, Kev. So that's interesting. And Valtor, what's the unique, the interesting piece of information about Valtor that Final Furlong Podcast listeners need to have? Hmm... Three, two, one. Time's up. April 2015, he was beaten as favorite... Ah,
1: oh, I got it now.
0: <laughs> ...under Jacques Récout.
1: <laughs> oh, kicking the man that's down on the day the TS days was run. Shame on you. Hugsy
2: Hugziril. I tell you, a fair few fellas were going the Raku route at B- Gorn today. They were. To be fair, oh yeah, the, yeah, I'd the great the great man was on the ball. It's hard yeah, to be fair. You won't be all the, won't in the hands, shows, will you?
0: Ahead of his time, or, or, he was.
2: Alcicello Conti couldn't win a race for the next four or five years. Maybe we were tough on Raku all along. <laughs> <around. laughs>
0: <laughs> it turns out, it turns out the man was onto something. He'd walked Gorn and knew what to do. Right, a bit of hubbub about this on social media in the sense that Champ does not go and had drifted in the bedding so he's been replaced by birchdale who was super impressive uh last time out it's a second run for nikki henderson barry garrity will be on board and he is as short as seven to four for the ballymore novices hurdle um this promises to be a very very informative race but it's really going to be all about birchdale for me Rixie, and i suspect the same for you
1: Absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely Let's go to war. Not. Yes, let's do go to war because I, lads, I I think it's taken me a little while because I was catching up with form over over Christmas and whatnot, and obviously because I was bloody drinking plenty over Christmas, I missed a lot of racing <laughs> as well. But I've had a chance to go back and cover a good bit of it. And I think the best novice hurdler this season ran over Christmas and he runs in this race.
0: Oh, you tweeted about this the other day. You tweeted about this the other day. You said yesterday. His
1: name name is Jarvie. There you go. I was absolutely blown away by him and what he did in uh, that Ballymore listed race on New Year's Day at Cheltenham. I thought he was dynamite. It really, really did. This is Jarvie's.
0: A- this is Jarvie's plate we're talking about for Fergal O'Brien. Paddy Brennan booked to ride currently eleven to four.
1: Yeah, exactly. Really, really likable horse. Uh, he actually ran behind Elixir de Nuts on his, his run before <laughs> this, but he ha- he stepped up in trip and he's taken a massive step up in terms of. Of how good he is, he just looks to be progressive. Um, he, he's a, a fine big horse. He's a tra- chasing type, but he he kind of he travels nicely. But just behind the bridle, you know, like those how those good horses travel, they take a bit of a hold, but it's it's never it's never going to cost them at the end of the race. They're still kind of conserving, but they always seem like they want to go faster. They always do everything easy. I think that just kind of sums them up. Um, look. He, it's hard to, so beat the Nicky Henderson horse, I can't explain it, with five to six favourite that day, and there is definitely a kind of a temptation to say that I don't think the Henderson horse ran up to his best, because he's still a little bit green, still a little bit raw, but Jesus lads, he's beaten him 13 lengths and he's beaten him very, very well, and kind of there, there was certain elements of the time there that stack up well with Midnight Shadows. Uh, run on the same card in, in the in the rel keel um, I just I think he he should when, if, if if champ was running in this race I I would have made Jarvis to favours. wow that's
0: a yeah. very bold statement to go and make
1: yeah and I've I've actually once I went over the race the other night I backed him for the Ballymore I think he can get 20 to 1 uh, there's still a, there's still a chance he might kind of I, I I was just chatting to a few people on on Twitter about this couple of lads suggest that he he might be an Albert Bartlett kind of horse which is fair enough I can see it because he does he he does race kindly that he conserves energy but he's too good to run in that and he's got he's he there's not a chance in hell is short of pace so a champ out of here um, I I make this lad six to four to beat Birchdale I really do Ooh. I think I can see. I can see Birchdale seven to four brewing up a storm five to two and Jarvis plate eleven to four. That, um, I think those prices are right now. Sorry, I haven't got the betting up in front of me. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but that, that that is all wrong for me. And I suppose kind of my deep, my opinion will be will be hopefully borne out on Saturday. We'll see how it goes. But uh, we did. I think the last time I was on with you guys was Warwick, and we did discuss Birchdale. And we kind of we were I, I was dead against him that day as well. That was the day Stony, I think I put up Stony Mountain, who finished second to Beakstown. Um, and again, same same kind of laws apply. I just don't think the level that he ran up to at Warwick um, means he should be the short short against a horse like Jarvie's played even getting five pounds off him. But look, he's cleared this horse, Birchdale clearly works the house down at home. And maybe longer term, he might turn out to be the best of these. But with Jarvis play, so comfortably holding him um, in terms of level of form and having more experience than him, I think Jarvis play, if he's declared, is, is is a good bet here, especially if he's 11-4, to 4, 3, 2, one There are
0: millions of Final Furlong Podcast listeners who are going sold and are rushing to their and it, bookmaker. If this,
1: if this does come up trumps, it'll mean Rixie's racing will be continued again.
0: Rixie's racing <laughs> returns, but only yes. if Jarvie's plate can get up. Uh, he was placed in a couple of points of points. I do know that Fergal O'Brien, before purchasing him, rang Derek O'Connor. And Derek O'Connor really rated the horse. And on, well, there on you the go. back of Derek Say So, they... They purchased him. Um,
1: yeah, he was behind a horse called Straight Red, if I recall, in one of his in yeah. one of his uh, races, That's and right. I think he was a bit he was a bit of a talking horse for Cullenboll in term in the in the kind of the Irish point to point scene.
0: Yeah, Sally Randall does all the purchasing for Fergal, and uh, she she sourced him. So after he spoke with Derek O'Connor, they they went ahead and bought him. So, yeah, uh, I like it. I like the bullishness. Still prefer Birchdale, though, Kevin.
2: I'm with Rixie. Oh!
0: oh
2: I got to call my bookie. <laughs> Classic Kennedy flip-flop. <laughs> no, I'd be, I'd be very much with Rixie. Um I, I really like this horse as well. I think he's a very hard horse to knock. Um, his first two starts over hurdles were, were good without being great, but he looks what I think it's fair to say he is, and that's a, a work in progress. Um, his run behind Elixir de Nuz. Um, was very solid, and he just looked like a different horse. Really, when he stepped up and trip, he w- he was deadly. Um, like Rixie says, he just nothing really flash about him, but he, he just settled away, travelled away, jumped solid away. Um, but once he got to the front two out, the the race was was over quite quickly. Very strong up the run in, um, seemed to relish um, all the demands that that Cheltenham places on a horse. Um, and he's very much proven in that regard. Whereas his, his, his main opposition wouldn't be. Um, I've nothing against Birchdale. Really, bare his price. He looked uh, a lovely horse. He seems to have a seems to have a big reputation. He looked a lovely horse at Warwick. The the second, third, and fifth have all come out and won their maiden the hurdle since. And the style of it was was good. You know, I thought he was a bit green and raw in front, um, but was strong where it matters most up the run in. Um, and you'll remember that while he's missed a few engagements along the way but he was being strongly considered for the Talworth at one stage um, so they clearly think he has a good boot as well and I like him but I've nothing against him um, and- bar his price and Jarvis' plate is a significantly bigger price um, with, with, with better form in the book um, proven at the track um, you don't have to worry about him ground wise and uh, and yeah He he would very much be the one for me. I'm I'm very much with Rixie here. We'll we'll go in shoulder to shoulder, head head down on this fella.
0: All right. Um, I place my bets during the week, and I'm going to hold mad tough with Birchdale. (laughs) I think this horse is a bit special. Uh, But but that doesn't. We could be an interesting situation here. Just 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 if Birchdale won, or if Birchdale was second to Jarvis Plate or Jarvis Plate finished second none of that precludes either of them going to Cheltenham and winning like Jarvis Plate might step up and and be a potato racehorse might go for the Albert Bartlett and be really well suited to that Birchdale as well the fact that he lines up here instead of champ I I think is is interesting but you've both made very very solid cases the point you were going to make Rixie
1: yeah sorry I just probably it's worth pointing out there this brewing up a storm of Ollie Murphy's has been pretty well backed now Mm. um he is. He's even the shortest two to one there with a couple of the you know the bigger firms. So well, it's that a, it's is that, a bit that of a is interesting. out
0: with a few of them because there's a number of them are going six
1: to four, two to one, nine to four. Come on! Ah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And that's even with Champ um, completely removed from from the market. Yeah, Champ is
0: out of the market. Okay, there's one bookmaker that have Champ in the market. Six to four, five to two, two to one. In all fairness. Give us a chance, like um, it'll be interesting to see. Very, very interesting. Yeah, to see. And,
1: and even though and even though Champ doesn't run, we're, you know, it's good that we kind of got. There's a horse who was behind Champ in his last run in, brewing up a storm. We we hopefully they all run the races and we, we get a good good look at the form. Mm.
2: Yes, I think Dolly Murphy has a very very big opinion of brewing up a storm. Yeah. And uh, he was good at Huntington. Like, the the shallow was a funny race. They had no gallop. The, the tapes went up. They stood there for about an hour um, before something that made the running. And this fellow, was, he was trapped in to settle and he just didn't help himself. He was free enough and, and seemed to pay the price for it late on. Um, it's interesting that they're going back to, um, they're, they're staying at two and a half miles and they clearly think the trip is fine. They're not blaming his stamina, I, I wouldn't think. For last time but he's going to have to settle and give himself a chance um he's a winning point-to-pointer he's actually bred by a neighbor of mine um john burke and, and his wife caroline they bred um they bred western rider as well oh and um, they're very 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 good national hunt breeders and I, I only i had a drink with john over christmas and he was talking about this horse and, and uh, passing on i suppose what's already in the public domain that Holly murphy is very very sweet on him and uh, thinks he's a proper proper horse. So um, for John, I hope he he bounces back and, and belatedly builds in that Huntington some promise. But I would just for me with him, I'll just be keeping a very close eye on how well he settles, with a view to making up my mind whether he wants to go two and a half or could he benefit from potential a potential dropping trip. And um, because that's for me, the jury's out on him now after the shallow. Okay. Um, and how strong he how strong he was early and how weak he was late. Um, hopefully they go a bit of a gallop here. Um, And we'll find out with brewing up a storm. But Jarvie's plate is the selection.
0: I like it, but we'll take you on. The Triumph Hurdle could have a bit of a market shake up. Two winners have won this race in the last 10 years. Uh, The 1240 JCB Triumph Hurdle Trial Juvenile Hurdle. Obviously, there's Isaac Swede and Sam Munir colours towards the top of the market, but also still entered is Chief Justice. For Chivley Park and Gordon Elliott, and I would give him a serious chance, and he's twelve to one. Surely he, I, I, he can't be running at 12s I've heard
2: a, I've heard that Gordon may not run anything in this race. Okay. Don't hold me to it, but that's I heard that yesterday.
0: Right, because the twelve to one would be bonkers if he did run. Uh, so Ajal. Uh, head of the betting, Daryl Jacob on board. Ajali, Ajali. Um, tor- now I want to do the pop, 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 pop. our power. Uh, so, Kevin, we'll let you lead on this one. Juvenile hurdles, you absolutely love it. Uh, Joseph had a couple of entered. I don't think you're going though. Are you?
2: Um, no, no, a couple will go. I'd say. Interesting. Um, All right. Ajali, I think you know he. I'm sure he'll go off five based on the second. In the, in the finale but I don't know about that form mm. I don't know about that form I'm a little bit windy on a Torpillo uh, prob- for me probably has the best form in the book but he's going to have to prove that he's not just the mudlark um, conditions have been very testing uh, when he's won both his starts over hurdles he's got a, a, quite a knee action on him and he's going to need to prove that he handles something bare really testing going but it wouldn't be a shock to me if he does um i now give a little squeeze here to, to fakir dadares uh it looks like he's going to run the plan is to run him um him and find brunello i don't think band of outlaws is going to go the intention at the minute is to run the two and fakir is just he's a bigger price than i thought he'd be uh he he won he made a winning start for joseph there at Cork last time in the maiden hurdle. And I just liked the way he did it. The bare form now wouldn't set you light. He was taking on uh, four and five-year-olds that day. And, you know, the bare form wouldn't set you alight now. But the, what I liked most about him is that if you look back at his runs in France, and he has good experience both, both over hurdles and fences in France, um, but if you look back at those runs and watch the videos, he does—he was doing plenty wrong like he looked, he looked a real like like as we've talked about a few times in recent weeks. A lot of these Guicharel horses can be quite free going, and um, he looked a bit that way now. But what I really liked about him at Cork is he did everything right, and he was really tested because there was a yoke in front of him that uh, was very green in front and was running around, and it, it it gave him every excuse to to get a bit strong and do things the wrong way. But he uh, he responded really well to what was a difficult situation. Settled jump well in the main and uh, picked up put the race to bed nicely he's a horse that lifts his knee plenty high he'd always want a bit of an ease in it Um, but kind of 14 to 1 I think he is like that as an each way alternative to the top of the market uh, would be an interesting one for me okay
0: so Fakir de Andres (laughs)
2: <laughs> back here to Darren. <laughs> jesus is
0: band going to go on a more serious note
2: no he won't go no, i don't think he'll go
0: he, he was 20s so i was interested in him so 14 to 1 there from straight from the horse's mouth gotta get involved um rixie your thoughts on this race
1: yeah i suppose kevin's covered the uh, the irish ones there pretty well so i'd probably have a look at the the british ones um Kevin kind of alluded to it earlier in the in the piece about ratings of horses, kind of official ratings from the BHA being too high. The favourite here, Ajali, is a one four seven horse. Christ. Christ above! Like I, he is
0: unbelievable.
1: He's like you know he's probably the bones at ten or twelve pounds higher than he should be. Yeah. And if if he's a good solid horse and he keeps running well it's going to be the same you know next year is going to be very hard for him until he starts dropping down down the the weights there is not one bit of his form that suggests he should be 147 not even close and if he was rated 147 and the bookies felt he was 147 he wouldn't be 7 to 4 here he'd probably be even money
0: in truth he'd be odds on so
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. He would be because there's nothing, there's nothing even close to being kind of near 147 quality here. Not even close. Um, he, like that said, he is a likable horse. He ran very well behind Keldestan at Chepstow in in the finale. He's a horse that travels well and jumps well. He's very likable. Probably just got worried out of it a little bit by a horse with more experience and who's at the very, very top of his game in Keldastan. But look, he's got a a penalty to carry here. He's got to give three pounds, or he's got to give two pounds to Nelson River and he's got to give five pounds to Air Power. Nelson River won over this course and distance the last day beating Fanfan de Sol. And it didn't look likely jumping the last, or was it the last? Yeah, I think the, you know, second last. I think he was about eight lengths behind jumping the second last. But to be fair to him, um, he really, really knuckled down and he eventually got up and he outstayed, fan, fan, to But in terms of a potential bet in the race, I would go with the Alan King horse, air power. He beat a horse of Nicky Henderson's called Style Deval, at Newbury, um thirty-six days ago on ground that I would say was plenty soft enough now. He's by he's by power, I think. Yeah, he's by power out of a Saddles Wells mare. So I have a funny feeling he's gonna really, really enjoy getting back on this this much better ground. I think we didn't touch on it at the start of the show, but it looks like at the moment, I think Cheltenham are are good to soft soft in places there it's de- oh going to be decent god, ground. Oh my god. We didn't
2: get Kevin Blake's exclusive <laughs> preview break weather service. That's uh, behind the paywall now, Kennedy. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: sorry, sorry. Yeah. Like many things these <laughs> <Thank> days <God. laughs> that frustrates racing fans, I'm afraid it's behind a paywall. You'll have to pay it somewhere instead. Yeah. Uh, but
1: uh um, about uh, yeah, right. Quit, quit plugging it, lads. You boys are filthy rich already. No. Stop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> More. So,
0: a jolly is, is sixteen to one, but just with a view to the current going as being good to soft as, as it states right now. Um, for you, you're happy to go with our power.
1: Yeah, look, I did I, what I at Newbury. He was very good. He didn't get really. He didn't get much cover. And he saw plenty of daylight and he just tanked a little bit. So like on softish ground, it it was good to see him still finish off his race. I think if Wayne Hutchison can get a lead and get him some cover here... He's a very, very, very good jumper for a juvenile. Um, I think he will travel into this as well as anything at the bottom bottom of the hill. Um he I don't think he, he, he ran well at Exeter on, on which is a, a stiff enough track and a stiff climb. So the the climb would be a little bit of a worry, but in terms of I'd much, much rather back him on decent ground at five to one than the Ajali.
0: Okay. I'm amazed. And that- even
1: go on. Go- yeah, sorry. No, I'd even say now. I, I think he's a very, very solid horse. I would even say if he's about five to one or bigger, I think I'd be backing him each way because his jumping is dynamite, and he's got a bit of experience. And I, I'd be disappointed now if that didn't get him into the three.
0: I like it, Rixy. I, I like the confidence. Indeed, I can't believe that even though he's not running, none of you went Fukuto.
1: It was there, <laughs> staring you in the Oh Fukuto. Uh, that's what we'll be roaring when all our horses lose <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: a jolly 16 to 1 for the triumph Hurdle currently before we leave Cheltenham flash the steal for Dan Skelton in the last race tell him Kenner sent you
1: right Sky Sports <laughs> Racing
0: in glorious Sorry, was HD. Like,
1: was, was that a three hundred grand purchase out of the pint of or something?
0: <laughs> he wasn't. No, he's much much, much more humble. <laughs> much more humble beginnings.
2: What What's that, sir? Kenner sent you. Oh, come in, sir. Come into our, <laughs> our for captain. Sit down here, sir. Would you like some? Would you like a cup of coffee and a sandwich? No,
0: stay, if you stay. only get a coffee and a san- sandwich, you will get the lobster and steak treatment. <laughs> uh, right. So Lawler lads will be seen on Sky Sports Racing in the oh. Napoleon's Casino and Restaurant in Sheffield um, which of course is where Doctor Who is from these days so Dynamite Dollars reversed the form a fairly
1: that sounds like a place Derek Thompson, Thompson should be doing a promo I, for doesn't it alright there big fella
0: <laughs> and there's something in this room that this hotel has that you won't see anywhere else <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say something from an earlier meeting, but I will <laughs> let to keep that to myself. Uh, so Dynamite Dollars is on a roll, um, having been behind Lawler at Cheltenham. He's now two from two and has claimed the scalp of Kalashnikov along the What's way. What's that
2: noise? Who's doing that? Uh, and you, of
0: course, he's also claimed the scalp of Dynamite... <laughs> uh, can, can the scalp of Lawler as well, and exacted revenge. So was that an off day for Lawler, Rixie, at Sandown? Do you put that to one side, or are these two closer than we thought?
1: no yeah it was 100% an off day for lawler he, he I, th- I think i think of memory serves he he jumped a little bit funny at the first uh, jumped the second alright and then kind of going down into the the run of the back straight you could even see richard johnson was kind of changing his hands he was he was miles below what he what he did at cheltenham um they said it was the ground, but i think i remember i think i was on the pod preview on that weekend as well and we were all saying about, you know, we'd be worried about good ground for him, given all these rounds on soft form. <laughs> so, yeah, look, it, it's hard to know. I couldn't put it down to the ground myself. But, yeah, look, one thing I would be very confident on, it, it definitely was an off day. Um, yeah, look, he's actually, I don't know if you saw today, Kaylee Willacott walked the track at Doncaster yesterday. And I think she sent out a tweet saying, Ooh. if we don't get rain, we might not run. Ooh. So this, to me now, this could be a little a little race ripe for a little anti-post play. And I haven't done any digging to see if he's definitely going to run. But just at the price is getting weight, I think that Gary Moore horse, uh, is it knock anus?
2: Knock anus. anus
1: oh Marix-y. sorry I, what are you I really getting up to at the weekends I get that one wrong what are you getting up to at
0: the weekends knocking us
1: <laughs> nothing as exciting as that anyway <laughs> <laughs> hey look lads horse of courses. there you go whatever whatever floats
0: your boat or uh, raises your tripod as you might say anyway uh, what do you th-
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is taking an awful turn for the worst <laughs> <laughs> coming
0: to you live from the Atheraces At Studios right no, uh, knocking us why
1: for Gary Moore why <laughs> because he's just a very likeable horse <laughs> he's a very likeable horse uh, he jumps really well and I think I'm hoping that his jumping will, will maybe win it for him to be fair Lawler is a good jumper on his day and dynamite dollars is a good jumping as well but if there's any little chink in the armor of Lawler or Dynamite Dollars, this lad will find it because he is a bit mad. Go back and watch his Newbury run where he beat Cupitana the 30th of November. This horse looked like he'd eaten all the disco biscuits. <laughs> and I mean all of them. He was just out of his mind. Well, it didn't. It didn't stop him galloping everything into the ground and jumping very well. Uh, So I'm hoping it's going to be the same. I'm hoping there'll be an extra, an extra bucket of oats thrown into the stable there the night before. (laughs) Get him high as a kite and just Jamie Moore going right. Jamie Moore's as mad as the horse, honest to God. He (laughs) is, to be fair. Yeah, he really is. So yeah, look, he's he's wild. He's he's kind of of Unda kind of a fame. Uh, not as good as, unfortunately, but yeah. Look, I'm hoping that will be the case with him. Just getting five pounds from Dynamite Dollars. I still don't know what to t- of Dynamite Dollars. I just I'm struggling to get a very very hard handle on him. But he in, visually he's very likable. He travels and he jumps. So, yeah, but I'm hoping um, Knock Anus will get the job done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, hopefully, Jamie just, Moore will be yelling, t-
1: a periscope <laughs>
0: as he comes across the line and Knock Anus. It's-
1: it's maybe just worth pointing out at the time of Spaken, um, Paul Nichols is one for 20 operating at a 5% strike rate. Whoa! Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That, maybe. That's, that's solid mathematics there, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Don't ever say I'm not good at the maths. And I think kind of historically, maybe January is a quiet month for Paul because I think he gives... Um, his horse's can kind of flu jabs doesn't he but mm. they, they have been running well before this so I, I, look I don't I wouldn't say it's anything it's anything concerning but I just thought I'd throw it out there
0: alright Kev anything how, how do you top that
1: oh I,
2: I really hope uh, Lawler runs really do um, it'd be a real pity if he didn't because we, we want some answers here really um, both on Lawler and Dynamite dollars with Lawler was last time too bad to be true? I think it was. Uh, the view I took on it, rather than being the ground, I just thought he was flat as a pancake. And I think my view on the horse, um, looking at the whole his whole body of work um, in terms of his form, is that he's best kept fresh. And he's been given seven weeks, and I think that'll be enough. Um, uh, for me, just bounce, bouncing back kind of a little three weeks after his really, really, really impressive chasing debut at Cheltenham, it just was too quick, and he just was never going to yard. He shaped in completely contrasting fashion to what he did at Cheltenham. in at Cheltenham, he he was in Richard Johnson's Richard Johnson's hands the whole way. He was having to take him back. Uh, he was he was going that well for him. Whereas uh, last time he he couldn't lay up. He couldn't lay up at all. So for me, I, I think he was just flat. I'd love to see him here now and take on Dynamite Dollars again because. Dynamite Dollars has either been flattered in his last two or just grossly underrated. Um, It's hard to know because he was well held behind Lawler at Cheltenham. Well, he beat the seven lengths, but he was well beaten. He's gone to Sandown and has beaten a horse called Ornua, uh, who, you know, is a summer horse. He's a summer horse that's been operating on summer ground. It was on soft ground. As Ornew all of a sudden growing another leg on soft ground, personally, I, I, find, I find it hard to believe it. Lawler hasn't gone a yard uh, that day. So you can make the case that he was flattered that day. He's gone then and beaten Kolesnikov at Kempton, um, a race that we could only see so much of. But the impression, because of fog, that is, but um, the impression was that Kolesnikov didn't enjoy going right-handed. Um, his jumping... Wasn't what you'd expect from Kolesnikov. And when they did reemerge back into shot there at the top of the straight, Kolesnikov was very much under the and He's a horse that can travel very strongly. So, again, you can find reasons to throw stones at the foreman, and, and they might be completely unjustified. You know, dynamite dollars might just be on the improve. I'm a typical Paul Nichols improver and might be just a, just a, a, good, a really good horse and we could be talking absolute rubbish because I suppose after he was put in his place so soundly by Lawler we don't really want to believe that um, that, that he, he maybe wasn't at his best that day or he's just improving so I hope the two of them run and we get a good fair contest and we get to find out my hope would be that Lawler would show that his sandown for, form was all wrong and will we'll confirm his superiority over Dynamite Dollars um, but look I, I wouldn't be depressed either if Dynamite Dollars comes out and beats Lawler fair and square and shows that he is just an improved horse it, it's a fascinating race um, the betting market you know I think I, I don't have it in front of me but I, I believe they're betting something like was it a coin flip okay uh, earlier on I'd seen even money Lawler in 6-4 to four Dynamite it's 11-10 to 6-5 um, okay okay uh, it, it'd be hard to have a bet at that to be honest I'd find it hard to have a bullish opinion because I can see both sides of the argument. I'd be hoping Lawler could do it because I thought he looked like a, a, real, a potentially really good one at Cheltenham first time. So I'd love to see him bounce back and belatedly build on that and, and stamp himself as a proper Arkell contender. And we all know about the story behind him. And it'll be one that, that it'll be a real fairytale story to, to build up to uh, for Cheltenham. And we love an old story. So, uh, you know, from that point of view, I'd love to see it happen. But I, I don't want to be down in dynamite dollars either because ultimately, even if my, my theories are that the potential reasons to throw stones at, at his last two runs are justified, it, neither of those things are his fault. Yeah, It's not his fault that Lawler was well below himself. It's not his fault that Klesznikov maybe didn't enjoy going right-handed. He went and did his job and did it with a little bit of despair both times. So I don't want to be too down in dynamite dollars. Um, I'm hoping Lawler would go and beat him, but it, it's it's a tentative opinion you know this is this is billed as um, you know over at Cheltenham it's billed as trial day, trials day and you know the whole day everywhere I think really while we we, we don't want to fall into the trap of, of downplaying the days themselves um, uh, and making it all about the Cheltenham Festival I think this day looking at these cards to, to a large extent it really is um, especially with the funny season we've had we know we, we less at this stage, than we perhaps have have ever done going into Cheltenham. So I'm going into the day really looking to learn with a view to the festival. And it's bar, um, bar Virgil O'Brien's horse, you know, I'm struggling to have a really strong opinion, to be honest. Yeah, it is the
0: kind of meeting, though, Kev, both of these meetings, and indeed Ireland, Nason on the Sunday, where because there's been such a funny season. Yeah, you'd be kind of happy enough to just sit back and watch these horses on Sky Sports Racing and find out well which are which of these two are the best, and then yeah, hopefully be able just, to draw just, just a kind of have... line under that and move on. And, yeah, uh, right, just I've have got the whole to...
2: tank on just have the whole tank on Jarvie's plate and enjoy the day. <laughs> 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 and here comes
0: Birchdale to spoil the party but uh,
2: well, to be fair uh, I, I I do like Fakir
1: Dadares as well to be fair
0: yes you do you do indeed um,
1: just uh, before we just before sorry Emma, to cut across here but this is this is very important I've just come across something that might suggest that Knock Anus could run at, <laughs> in he could run at the Dublin Racing Festival so if anybody's listening to this hold all bets
2: <laughs> touch, touch. <laughs>
1: Grow <laughs> up, Emmett, It's just a part of your anatomy.
0: <laughs> no, Kevin was about to say it. Kevin like touch, touch her, and then you stopped. <laughs> and you stopped. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see you at the Dublin <laughs> Racing Festival, folks, and Rixie will be there. <laughs> No, I actually will. Not yeah. anus at all. Um, dingo dollar, mate. I for the first time in ten years I watched Armist Celebrity get me out of here, so I know what that means, and he wins. By how far does he win the Sky Bet Chase by Rixie?
1: I think it'll take a good one to to, to peg him back now. um the day he was third in the Ladbrooks Trophy, formerly the Hennessy. Oh boy, he he shaped an awful lot better than the distance beaten. He jumped like an absolute buck, but he just didn't get home for me. So I think now getting back on even even quicker ground and coming back in trip, he might be able to jump the this lot into the ground. Um it's yeah, I don't know. It was it was a tough, tough race to get a handle of. I was actually hoping the Paul Nichols horse, who won at Ascot, is two, six, second. No, the other one. Uh, he wasn't declared in the end. I was hoping he would run, oh. but him not running is probably a good sign for Dingo Dollar because he's probably going to get maybe get his own way up in front. Um, yeah, look, he he's, you're not exactly getting any value in the race, and it, kind of I wouldn't be rushing out to have maybe a big bet in him or anything. But I think he is he's the right favorite. And the other thing, maybe that would just be a little bit tepid, is I think Alan King is won for 23 this month. But he's had a few horses run well, to be fair to him. So, um, yeah. Dingo's Rick Trixie and his
2: scaremongering with
1: small sample sizes. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about yeah. that. Don't
0: worry about that. And don't worry about yeah, the Yeah, but I, I think,
1: to post. be fair, I think in, I was chatting to Phil on this about Twitter as well the other day. I think January in general for Alan King is a tough month. Kind of that, that's been shown down through the years. But yeah, look, I like him. This is this is a big big drop drop in class for him on back on better ground uh, and back in trip so yeah look I think he, he'll go he'll go very very well um, because you know he's favourite isn't he so he should yes.
0: go in uh, January traditionally a tough month for Alan King yet he has won this race for twice in the last three years. And uh, and the only horse Ooh. that has managed to oh, stop you, him...
1: You, you didn't like that ITV bloody <laughs> earlier, did you? 2-1, oh Rixie. He's got Two he's one. spiky now, Rixie. He's got oh. spiky now. And uh,
0: <laughs> the only horse that was good enough to beat him is the mighty Wakanda. Wakanda forever! Cannot wait. Captain Marvel's out this year. Oh, then we've got Christ. Avengers Endgame. And then... We've got Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, so, sorry, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, yes, yes. No one three cares. Three Marvel films this year. Three. Rishi's joining us soon for a Marvel podcast special. That's, Dingo Dollar, how far happening. does he
2: win by? Um, well, look, he's, he's a super sharp price because I, I suppose a lot of people have been waiting for him to run given the way the Labyrinth Trophy has worked out um, Ele- Elegant Escape finished second he's won the Welsh National Beware the Bear was fourth he's come out and won a, a good handicap chase as well and West Approach fifth has come out and been second in was it the, the long walk hurdle so the form looks to be working out well look as Rixie says he's he shaped a bit better than the result he, he was probably given uh, perhaps an overly forceful ride that day look the case is really obvious but he's a, he's a very sharp price for a race so competitive Um, I look to be honest I haven't really hammered this one down fully yet but I would certainly I've looked really against him but but his price so I'd be looking for an each way option into the race I think rather than uh, lashing in at, at the type of price he is because it's just all a little bit too obvious isn't
0: it he will drift in the morning like they always do on Saturday and fill your boots have what you want on him put him in a double with Birchdale if you'd like if you want to go with Rickson and Blake put him in a double with their horse instead and we'll see you in Dubai uh, or at least the Dublin Racing Festival the week after Dingo Dollar wins the Skybet Chase it's simple um, Nace does not much point in talking about boys but Esport Dalan might run and he's interesting we'll leave it at that um, yeah I think Gavin Cromwell
2: has been saying that he doesn't think that he's a champion hurdle horse for this season but I'd, I'd say important. if he won this he might uh, he might change his mind. Like he doesn't seem keen on the idea. But if he if he bolted up in this, uh, it wouldn't be a surprise if he changed his mind. He's he's entered him in the race. I think his main reason for being lukewarm on it is the the record of five year olds in the race. But um, he was good last time. He, he smashed up a couple of nice horses. Uh, this uh, you know, albeit in his own age group. Um, so look, this is this could potentially be a bit of a coming out party for him. He's taking on older horses. There's no. Uh, there's nothing in here that would have you running for the hills. You'd
0: be terribly disappointed if you didn't win, Kev.
2: Yeah, in terms of dangers. So you'd hope he'd go and bolt up, and if he does, his connections will have uh, an interesting question on their hands as mm. to whether to throw him into the throw him into the lines in a, in what is a, a very uh, a champion hurdle that looks to lack a bit of depth. I think it's fair to say. I thought you were going to say windy. Uh, I I was going to say Windy, but I don't want to call it Windy. So we've got two, we've got a dual champion hurdler, and mover there, and we've got one that's potentially very, very good in Lorena. So I wouldn't go so far as to call it Windy, but we'll we'll say lacking in depth.
0: We'll expand on it more in the coming weeks, of course. Uh, We're going to be joined by Harry Derham on Monday's Final Fourland Podcast. Podcast favourite is back on the show, and we'll be taking uh, great umbrage with some of the comments that have been made by... uh, Mr. Knockanus here today and about Paul Nichols' horses being out <laughs> of form. forum. So we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get him on to defend his honour. No, no, no. Uh, I didn't say we were on the forum now. Oh, no. Uh, it's, uh, I'm afraid it's on record, sir. And you, yeah, that's all right. right. You'll we'll, you, we'll you we'll
1: often all... talk with your, your pal, Harry, you best, will... best pal, <laughs> your best pal, best mate. <laughs> Yeah, Sean and Blake now. You're all you're a snake in the grass, anyway. <laughs> oh, remember, it's, remember that time Kilbride and Stone. Oh, it's Blake, it's birthday. Blake Maybe
0: forever. A dance. Uh, uh, Blake, Blake forever, and that's and that's it. Uh, invitation only was stunning today in Gorham Park. Absolutely stunning. <laughs> as was presenting Percy. But invitation only. Go on, you good thing, yeah. And then Kevin Blake was getting very, very. Excited about the bumper winner, despite the fact that it was thrashing one of their own. This source looks like he could be very, very exciting. We'll talk about him on Monday as well. Um, Kevin, having looked through the entries, and there were lots of people there, who there got it. There were <laughs> brilliant. And you know what? I was laughing away. Uh, Camilla just sent one in there about remembering the time of uh, Vanessa
2: <laughs> with the chip. <gym. laughs> So I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because the, the, the final furlong podcast in running betting has you at 1 to 20 to highlight a woman's entry first. Go that glad. But she, she, said,
0: she said that she, she burst out laughing in front of a, a full carriage train about the Brando ghost, says go ghost story
2: as well. So uh, on you go, Kev, <laughs> announce the two winners. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I'm, I'm flicking through them here. Jesus, there's some classics in there. Uh, it, it did annoy me that the very first two entries were uh, related to that story where uh, Hayes nailed me for for a hundred quid for the the, <laughs> the, 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 writing, the writing arrangements in the Irish Cup a couple, couple of years ago.
0: And poor old uh, long time listener and a good friend of the show, Andrew Yates, got in on that as well and was like, "Oh, I, I think he, he got done
2: for two hundred.
0: He or got, he doubled the bet. He doubled the bet. So it was about the jockey bookings uh, in a race of the double Dublin what." is now the Dublin Racing Festival and um, Yates heard it on the podcast got in touch with Hayes and said I'll take that action and Hayes said I'll take oh, it for whatever man. you want and um, yeah the two boys had to go and pony up and what did Noel do with the 100 euro note that Kevin gave him yeah he, I, the I ultimate one insult of the,
2: one, of the, one of the greenies the ultimate insult them. he f- <laughs> fucking went
0: and framed it and just left but, it there on <laughs> his desk
2: but I, I I was patient I waited and I waited and I waited about three years before I had a side bet with him again I think I told the story in the podcast yeah did yeah and I, and I nailed him at Goff's one day I got 150 baths on the price of on the price of a, a foal which which I was going to go bid on and then Nude was going to make much more than he was saying it would so <laughs> yeah. Kevin, oh, I, got is, him with, I got it back with <laughs>
0: Kevin Blake has no problem with insider training, trading hold
2: on now I got nailed with insider trading so they- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I had to to get back with it exactly you to wait for it it's a doggy dog world we live in lads
0: (laughs) money never sleeps baby but
2: But I obviously I'm I'm afraid that the the people who made those entries you weren't thinking lads you didn't think it through do you really think I was going to give it to the fella who came up with that story (laughs) no way as the the butt of the joke no 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 (laughs) But, but so I'll have to I'll have to give one of, of the prizes to uh, Garrett Porter just to get one up on Hayes again. <laughs> so Garrett Porter says, oh, the, Cheltenham win- the Cheltenham when Hayes pick zero winners and Kennedy with this- put out the serious advert afterwards, donate much needed gravy to <laughs> Noel, one 800 sick bag <laughs> he put out the the, the, the appeal for fun. For fun, it, it, went, fun it, just, it went
0: something <laughs> along the lines of, of, Noel had no idea. So Kevin and I had <laughs> discussed it before. He had no idea. He was live you know, as live recording and here's this being played. Now, to be fair now, he did laugh, right? But it was... He took it well. It was, it was something along the lines of, poor Noel, on day three of Cheltenham, he couldn't see Vitor win the Ryanair chase threw all the egg on his face.
2: It was, <laughs> it was something like that. Uh, we, we must chase it up and play it out on our oh, best half Sometimes
0: It's a classic. It's quality. Absolute classic that was. So well done, Gareth. Um, he has got himself a pair of tickets to the Dublin Racing Festival on the Sunday, uh, Unibet Gold Cup Day. So that's our first winner. And our second winner,
1: Kevin.
2: Oh, oh it's tough.
1: Jeez, you're right there, Blake. You're making awful noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, I, I, I'm oh, probably oh, it's being,
2: tough.
1: I'm oh, probably Periscope.
2: being... See, what I'm trying to do here, there's a couple of really good entries from guys that are clearly based in England. So I'm not being racist now, but I just I, I'd like to I'd like to give it to someone in Ireland because I know there's a better chance they'd use the prize. <laughs> hey,
0: there's a lot of people travelling from the UK. That's, a, that's sh- just, uh, I don't believe
2: that. That's scandalous. It's just it's just, ba- it's just basic probability, though. I'm
1: sure it? there was more of the Queen's men there last year there was. than there nearly was of na- the there, native people. There was sterling as far as you could see, Rixie. It was unbelievable. Sure. Look, if you give it to a lad from the old, you know, we won't mention the country. I'm sure he can always say, it, throw it out again.
2: Yeah. Okay. Fair. I will tell you who we'll give it to now, because a long, long-term listener, as is evidenced by his um, by by his entry, we'll give it to Simon. Simon C. As uh, Luxoso or her. Oh, you long it. You time know, listener. You know, long time from day listener. one. He, he he gave us three. So number three was me taking two years to realize that peas and carrots everywhere meant puking, not knocking your dinner on the floor. <laughs> 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 a bit slower, Simon. a Bit slow. <laughs> <laughs> number number 2 was Boxgate with Vanessa Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and number 2 was, was another
2: classic going, going back a long way was Patrick Mullins and Nolan and the, the posh tea <laughs> 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 So what do you think what do you think like of
0: I think, back a long way I think well. Hayes' response is, Jesus! Because <laughs> he was after spending <laughs> an absolute fortune on this tea to send to Patrick Mullins. And, and,
2: and send, send a box of it to Patrick Mullins. <laughs> he
0: had one, one cup of it and went, oh, that's absolute dyke water. That is absolute filth. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. So well done, Simon. Um, we will be in touch with you. Your detail, we'll get in touch with both of you through the Final Frontline Podcast Twitter. We'll hand your details off to Leopardstown, and they will look after you huge thank you once again to Leopardstown at the Dublin Racing Festival and to Blue Monkey Promotions and Michael Carr absolute legend Michael I will chat to you uh, on the Sunday at the Dublin Racing Festival and
2: um yeah. and lads, if you, if, you want, well. if you want a bit of a if you want a bit of a kick, lads, if you're an owl pod long term podcast listener, type in the L hashtag FFP because then you'll you laugh. There's, There's some of the entries were very, very funny.
0: There's some proper vintage <laughs> memories there. It is yeah. <laughs> um, if you're new to the podcast you can also get us on TuneIn. The TuneIn app now. We've been added there as well. So not only have Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn added us, but loads more as well. So um, you can't miss us. Basically, we're staring you right in the face. And reach one, teach one. You know, let's let's think about it today. The lads have given you some big winners for the weekend. I've told you that Dingo Dollar can't be beat, but I'm not telling you I've got this insight from Nevada and that I want you to screenshot the bet and that I'm going to give the money back to you if it loses. If I throw a dog bone, I don't want to know how it tastes. So I'm just telling you that I'll have my stones on Dingo Dollar. And if he doesn't win, then it'll be Tesco noodles for the month. And uh, other noodles are available. But we'll find out. Gamble responsibly. Uh, But reach one, teach one. Tell your colleagues. Tell your family. Tell your friends. The Final Furlong Podcast. You should listen to that. And of course, Kevin Blake hasn't put out a plea for a particular rating for quite some time. So do it, Kevin
2: um yeah five star ratings lads if you haven't already done it steals if you if you have already done it steal a phone if you haven't already done it uh, go and do it podcast app on your apple device there uh search for "Find the furlong podcast go in scroll right down to the bottom it's way easier than it used to be and um, give us the little five stars leave us a funny review if you like and that uh, thanks very much if you do more two
0: months straight in the Apple Podcast top 10 this all correlates with the arrival of Declan Ricks in the Final Furlong Podcast so Rixie, well done great work great work my friend
1: Rixie ratings <laughs> Hashtag that's no the biggest cares compliment I've ever got I'd say
0: Ricks ratings it's having a huge impact um, <laughs> brilliant stuff uh, I'd say it
1: was more to do with bloody Jane Mangan now and uh, Rory Delargy myself there oh, you go
0: Jane Mangan is first class in fairness isn't she I mean she didn't have an yeah. absolute notion as to who was going to win the Thaestes but she's absolutely brilliant they
2: General principle Finished fifth Stuffed Stuffed <laughs>
0: By invitation only Now you're right uh, To be fair Each way money was landed And uh, what,
1: what I loved about Jane When the The, the podcast there this week Was the The insight into Henderson buying the Scorpion Related to Mr. Fisher Yeah 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 see, that, That's kind of it's That's kind of stuff now that, that Like I definitely Wouldn't see now Kevin would I'm sure But Kevin's probably More of a form book man
0: Hmm but that's also sure, not the first time that Jane has done that. And it's, it's a very unique insight. And so you're not yeah. just getting that insight. You're also getting her form knowledge and her, her knowledge of, of tracks, her she's just a genius and she's a great addition to the show and we're delighted to have her on board
1: shock, shock horror Kennedy calls a woman a genius
2: there you go
0: <laughs> and, uh, and a great job done on RTE today as well and RTE will have a lot to be looking forward to it's great that they came to Kilkenny my home my home county and uh, and broadcasted the Dieste's Chase it will have gone to a lot of viewers and it's Dublin Racing Festival for them next and that's going to be huge for them uh, from Kevin Blake good luck from Declan Ricks see you later one more time Kevin name out the winners of our Dublin Racing Festival competition
2: oh Jesus Um... (laughs) Simon C Simon Zeeble Simon C. for sure. Oh, Gareth Porter, Gareth Porter.
0: And Gareth Porter. Congratulations to you. Thanks to everybody who entered. We really appreciated it. Some great memories to look back on. As Kevin said, click on the hashtag FFPcomp and you will see for yourself. And the Cheltenham Festival Preview Night is back. Call the ghost. We're coming. Tuesday, 5th of March. It's on. And it's a bigger panel than ever. More to come. We'll talk to you Monday on the Final Forum Podcast. God bless. Have you downloaded the free At The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheraces.com forward slash app for more details.